Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Unmuted with Claudia Rodriguez. I am your host, Claudia. Okay, so this week I want to get straight to it. Um, we're going to talk about the city manager and what it means and what the 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 termination of his contract means and what it means to have a city manager. Okay, so this is a lot, and and just I just want to. I don't even know how to react to this. Um, I am very disappointed, beyond disappointed, to to see what happened yesterday, um, how it took place, how people are so ugly and uninformed and just spewing out crap on social media um, when they have no idea what they're talking about and granted there's there's people that you know even though they have a, a an opposing view to mine like they do know what they're talking about but those are very rare and few and far in between because for the most part um a lot of people have just bought into some kool-aid that that Tommy Gonzalez is the worst human being ever and he makes way too much money. Don't know why he makes so much money. Can't tell you why he's the worst human being ever, but he makes too much money. So therefore, I'm going to hate him. That's what we we have been taught here in El Paso. And so it's very unfortunate that we take this attitude of, you know, when when we have as, as a Hispanic um community that we take this this person that is very successful that is a hispanic person and we hate on him because how dare he make more money than than me how dare he make more money than the president of the united states of america and unfortunately that's not how it works guys so i just want to start off by saying and taking it back to basics again and saying like in el paso we have a strong council form of government what that means is that um a couple of years ago over 10 years ago the city of el paso the people of el paso actually um made a petition took it upon themselves and made a petition to change our charter from a strong mayor form of government to a city council form of government what that meant was that before um every time we'd have a new administration a new mayor we would have changed you know everything changed there was no continuity and people would run and and it was just a very it's actually a very antiquated in my opinion form of government it's a very corrupt form of government if you look at all the cities that have strong mayor form of government um i can't give you an example of a good one that's functioning properly but i could give you a multitude of examples of strong mayor form of governments that are an utter mess and are very corrupt new york chicago houston los angeles portland seattle all of these cities are are examples of strong mayor form of governments and the results are they're corrupt they're filled with crime they're crime ridden and people are running for i don't know for the power of it and so in el paso 
the people of El Paso decided that they've had enough of this form of government and they decided to amend, do a petition to change our charter and to go to um, strong or I'm sorry, a council form of government. So what that meant then is that now the ones that have the power are your city council representatives. And this is important because if you live in a certain district, um, you can guarantee, you are almost guaranteed that you will have your elected official fighting for what is right or what the needs of that particular district are. So before, um, even though you had a council, the one that had all the power was a mayor. And if you didn't get along with the mayor, like, for example, me, I didn't get along with the mayor because I called him out on his crap. Um, that meant that District 6 wouldn't have gotten anything. And I'm very proud of the work that we that I was able to accomplish in District 6. Um, just an, uh, uh, one that I'm very excited about. I just recently drove by and I saw it finally happen was just a project that I took upon myself to do. I didn't take it to city council. I called El Paso Water Utilities and I said, hey, what is up with all of these chain link fences all over the east side in District 6? Um, we have a bunch of ponding areas that I understand need to be there for infrastructure purposes, for um, water irrigation purposes, not irrigation, I'm sorry, for run, storm, storm runoff water purposes. I get it. We need to have these ugly big holes all over the city. But do we really need to be seeing them? Do we re really need these chain link fences to to be there and my thing with chain link fences like with portables they're only supposed to be temporary they're not supposed to be permanent solutions there are all other alternatives for um securing an area without using a chain link fence and making this ugly hole visible for the world to see and so i took it upon myself i called them and i said hey can we change some of these chain link fences out and they said yes so one of the projects that is now under construction is the ponding area behind Montwood and that ponding area is going to be a beautiful wall with some green fencing to match Montwood and it's just something that the neighborhood you know deserves that they don't have to be seeing this ugly hole filled with weeds and I mean granted they do clean them they do a really good job at cleaning them I know I stayed on top of them and they would always clean those those ponding areas and actually we were the ones on the east side the other districts complaining saying like how do you guys get them to respond so quickly and it was because i had a good working relationship with the paso water utilities and we got those clean regularly regularly but anyway um things if i didn't have a good relationship with the mayor if i didn't have a good um you know, if I wasn't doing him favors and he wasn't going to do District 6 or me any favors, that was the corruption behind it is that that the mayors tend tended to only go help and do projects. And as they do still in these strong mayor form of government cities, um, they only go do favors for the city council representatives that play nice with them and don't call them out on their crap and don't make them look bad. And it's a very corrupt, antiquated system once again. So we back in 20 or 2000, I don't know, eight, four, yeah, around 2008. Um, that's when we made that decision as a 
community where we voted to change our charter into um, strong council form of government. And what that meant was we it, when it was approved by the voters, it meant now the city council representatives have the the rights, the full discretion to do whatever it is that they need to do within their districts. And basically, the mayor is just there for decorum. Mayor doesn't really have any um, powers in 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 regards to the the legislation that the local legislation that city council passes. They have the veto power, <clears throat> which I mean, we can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's their one power, and also the power to declare states of emergency, which. We've seen in in our situation here in El Paso that given the opportunity, um, the the mayor failed to do so. And so we have this this mayor, this council form of government. And now our only or the only employee of the city council are or employees are the city manager and the city attorney. And the city manager now has the responsibility to do whatever it is the city council directs him to do. The city manager cannot do, he does not have the power to do whatever he pleases. Um, Line number one, where people are saying like, oh, he didn't do anything or he did whatever he wanted. Well, no, he actually had a lot of responsibilities. Um, He had over 7,000 employees, city employees that he had to manage, including police and fire. And he also has to do whatever the city council directs him to do. So if you all want to complain like, oh, our taxes went up over the during the course of the city manager, we'll blame your city council because it's your elected officials that are the ones making those decisions, not the city manager. And so what happened yesterday was very disappointing in the sense that I hope everybody understands that we still have this form of government. We're still going to need a city manager. And we had a city manager in Tommy Gonzalez that he is he was one of our own. He was a Hispanic man. He came from a family of immigrants. His family, his parents were farm workers. Um, he was in the military and very successful person and really brought El Paso, um, helped move El Paso forward, you know, under the direction, whether you agree with this or not, of city council. Every decision that that has been made as of late has been city council and it has been the city manager that has to execute all of those um all of those ideas, all of those resolutions, everything that the city council directs them to do. Um, we still need a city manager. So we, his contract was originally executed. Tommy Gonzalez's ex, contract was executed in 2014 under Oscar Leeser. And Oscar Leeser basically let that contract be what it is today during my time on city council last year, I actually led the charge to um, cap his salary, something that is completely unprecedented. City managers, uh, any city manager has 
does not have a cap. Like not a single city manager has a cap on their salary. And the way their contracts work is that every year they have annual evaluations. And based on those evaluations, they get pay raises. So that's why his raise started at a little bit over 200,000 and it grew to 400, whatever it is today, because his performance was dictating that. And if you all want to, you know, litigate, like if his performance warranted or not, um, I would say it did. As a city council representative, I did two, three, I did three of those evaluations and, and he did. He not only met my expectations, he exceeded my expectations. He helped me with a ton of projects that I don't know I would have been able to do them um, during, you know, first of all, my most of my tenure was during COVID. And so I don't know I would have had that professional, um, I guess, assistant to be able to help me with a lot of the things that we saw in District 6 happen, happen. And so I think people that were people that were paying attention, people that were consistently at city council, um, they knew they knew that the city manager was doing a good job. And and the ones that that didn't want specifically Tommy Gonzalez are the people that are are just power hungry. I don't know why Lisa did this. I don't know why Kennedy did this. I don't know why Max Grossman did this. But I do know that there are a bunch of white men that could not stand Hispanic succeed. They could not stand a single Hispanic person succeed. Tommy Gonzalez was very successful. He was really good at his job and they couldn't stand it. And they decided to take him out. It was political. And anybody else that went against it, Alexandra Anello, another white girl, that couldn't stand that's not even from El Paso that's from Boston that came into El Paso and is telling us that she knows best what's for El Paso Max Grossman same thing somebody that's not from El Paso coming to El Paso and telling us what's best for El Paso because we're all so stupid we're too stupid to know what's good for our community and Oscar Leeser same thing not from El Paso Every single person that we keep giving power over us is not one of our own. And it is sad that we are such haters towards people that are genuinely trying to do well for our community, that are genuinely trying to bring El Paso forward. For years, El Paso has been known to not have anything we, don't, we didn't have job opportunities. We didn't have nice parks. We didn't have good quality of life, anything. Businesses, big companies didn't want to come to El Paso because we're so hostile towards growth and change in the, commun- the, the business community. We are hostile towards them because somehow, somewhere, somebody is telling us that business is bad and leave us alone, let us be here in El Paso, we don't want to move forward. Leave us alone and we'll be fine. And then we hear the complaint. Oh, we could have had a SeaWorld in El Paso. We could have had a river walk in El Paso. Why didn't we have any of that in El Paso? Well, I don't know if any of that is true, 
But what I do know is that we've always had hostile people in El Paso that don't want to see El Paso move forward. I just traveled to Dallas this past weekend and Dallas is huge and they have so many suburbs and every single suburb is thriving. Why? Why can't we have that here in El Paso? Why can't we have quality people in El Paso? Because they make too much money. Really? It takes money to make money. We have to invest in our staff. We have to invest in our in our local economy, which we're gonna kill because El Paso, man, we like to self-sabotage ourselves. And I, as much as I oppose the stupid climate change charter, it's gonna pass. It's gonna pass because we're not paying attention because we're paying attention to what the loudmouths are telling us. The loudmouths that are not from El Paso, the loudmouths that are not Hispanic, we are listening to them and we are letting them win and tell us what is best for El Paso. Why didn't they do this from their in their hometowns? Why didn't they try and change their hometowns? Why? No, because they're, they, 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 their hometowns are already an exact replica of what they want El Paso to be. Like El Paso, they want to hold us back. They don't want us to be successful. They want us to be confused and they want us to be ignorant to everything that has been going on. El Paso, before the city manager form of government, was in decades and decades of neglect. You look at, and why? Why can't we have the museums? Why can't we have the entertainment and the good restaurants? Why can't we have the Teslas and the big companies? You know, in, in um, I believe it's Bexar County, they have received from the state of Texas, because this is in conjunction with the state of Texas, whenever a big company um, is looking for somewhere to, to move into the state of Texas, Texas helps, the state of Texas helps place them somewhere. And they help them write grants and they help them um, do all sorts of in- incentives to bring them to the state of Texas and then into ultimately the counties and the cities where they, they land. Um, we, during my, during my time at at council, we, we finally got an Amazon. Um, we had the TJ Maxx that, that is going to bring over a thousand jobs, good paying jobs, the distribution centers. We have in El Paso, guys, our geographic location being on the border with Juarez being almost at the center of the the epicenter of the country we have so much opportunity for for growth we have so much opportunity for economic development we have so much opportunity for so much more but we don't want it we don't because every time that we are able or actually I mean at least in my lifetime this was the first time that we were actually moving the city forward 
after years and decades of neglect, we said, no, we don't want it. City manager gets paid too much money. It's it's very unfortunate um, that that this this man was the one that was blamed when the decisions of everything that that have been happening have been your city council. But this man specifically, Tommy Gonzalez, was a man or is a man of vision. He's a very highly qualified city manager. Other cities want him. Big cities, Miami, Miami, Florida. They want him. So let him go to Miami, right? He's too good for here. Let them pay him millions and millions of dollars. (laughs) It's it's so unfortunate. And I... It's, it's sad because he built up the staff. He built up the team. Um, Chief Allen was also somebody that very much appreciated the working with, with Tommy because he knew that, he, that Tommy wasn't going to let the city council politicize the police department and defund it. And they tried. Believe me, they tried. When I was on city council, they flippin' tried. And so it took a whole team. It takes a whole team. But unfortunately, like it, it's it's too much. The loud mouths are too loud. Um, everybody here believes that city manager gets paid too much. He doesn't do anything. He has people pulling out weeds. Well, guess what? Like I was out there pulling out weeds and it wasn't because we didn't have the money to pull out weeds. It was because nobody wants to work. Nobody wanted to work. And that's something, that's a problem that not only the city has right now, where we can't, the city can't hire employees. Every single business will tell you they're struggling to hire employees. We have bigger problems than the city manager, guys. We really do. And it's very unfortunate that that we lost a good one. And I'm not I'm not afraid to say that. I I I understand, you know, that unfortunately it's it's too late. It was even during my race, it was too late to inform people as to who why we have this form of government. Um, I don't, I don't know what needs to change or what needs to happen, but it's not, it's not going well, guys, not in El Paso. It's, it's El Paso. Somebody yesterday at the, during the meeting said, um, they're at it again. El Paso's at it again. The state of Texas does not understand why El Paso is at it again. And then the city of El Paso wonders why we don't have what San Antonio has, what Dallas has, what Austin has, what. And I'm not saying I I want what they what they have. This is what I want in terms of what the rest of the state of Texas have. I want art. I want growth for El Paso, positive growth, economic growth, economic opportunity for El Paso. That's what I wanted. And we had somebody, again, that knew how to 
make those calls that had the, that network of people that was making things happen. So much happened in, in the last seven years, despite the resistance of El Paso. Um, I think with the extension of six, seven more years, I think El Paso could have really, man, it could have gone just, it could have gone so, so forward. It could have exceeded. It could have been at the level that some of these other cities and counties in Texas are, but nope, not us. We, and I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's very disappointing. It's, it's very frustrating. And unfortunately, like, like I said, like we, we get what we deserve. Um, we had a quality individual that's now no longer going to be with us. We're now going to make the expenditure of having to hire consultants and do a nationwide search because they're not going to hire anybody from El Paso. And we're, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think Mr. Gonzalez is probably one of the few Hispanic people, but also um, we're not going to get a quality person that came with the resume that Mr. Gonzalez came. And if we do, guess what? They're going to expect the exact same pay that our city manager, our current city manager has. But are they going to be Hispanic? Probably not. Well, that's it for for this week's episode of Unmuted. Um, I I I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I don't want El Paso to fail, but I can't be I can't be oblivious to what's going on and pretend like oh we're gonna be great we're gonna do great no um good luck to us all again do your homework study the climate charter because the way things are trending right now that thing's gonna pass i'll see y'all next week have a good one bye this has been unmuted with claudia where we discuss the most important issues facing our community Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you love my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review me on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in future episodes. Drop me a line on claudia at claudiafoelpaso.com. See you in my next episode. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.